Chapter 24 I rocked back and forth with the ledger in my arms, waiting for Lupe. I'd called her as soon as the awful security guard left. As her dad's car pulled in, the air howled of this coming storm. We have to get... We have got to sneak over here and grab those lists, I said to Lupe. I couldn't wait to rip them to shreds. Lupe shook her head. She plopped down at the front desk. That won't do any good, she said. We'd get caught, and besides, the stores probably already have copies. Lupe helped herself to a blank piece of white paper from the fax machine and started drawing with a pencil. Lupe was always drawing. Buildings, people, dogs, cats, mountains, and most of all, trees. She loved trees. Will you stop drawing? I all but shouted at her. Lupe put her pencil down and gave me a look. The thing about prejudice is you can't tell people not to be prejudiced. You've got to show them. It's like writing. I thought back to what Miss Douglas was always saying. You gotta show, not tell. Why can't you tell people? I asked. Because they won't listen. It'll go in one ear and out the other, she said. How do we show them? I asked. She pointed to the ledger still in my arms. Who was here last night? She asked. Does it say in there? I opened up the ledger to the day that the car got stolen and ran my fingers down the list of customers. There were five customers who left in the middle of the night. They were Peter Orviati, Rebecca Thompson, Tommy Smith, Javier Roberto, and Loretta Robinson. Next to their names, we'd copied down all their permanent addresses so that just in case they left something, I could mail it back to them. The addresses sprawled as far south as San Diego and as far north as Sacramento. Have the police checked out those addresses yet? Lupe asked. I shook my head. To my knowledge, they didn't even have them. Well, what are you waiting for? Lupe asked. Call them up. The customers? No, the police. My eyes widened. We'd never called the police before, not even on the day the car got stolen. Mr. Yao had been the one who called. Back in China, I had fond memories of policemen. We used to call them Uncle Too. They'd help the elderly cross the road and find their way home if they got lost. I'm not even sure if they had guns. We'd sing songs in school about them, songs like, if I was walking down the street and I'd find a penny, I'd give it to Uncle Policeman. Things were different here. Here, the policeman had guns. And if you found a penny, I'm pretty sure you'd keep it. I know my dad and I would. I went over to the drawer under the phone system and retrieved the card Officer Phillips gave us. He was the officer in charge of the case. I picked up the phone, dialed the number, and handed the receiver to Lupe. You talk, I told her. Lupe pushed the receiver away hard. No, this is your motel. You need to talk, she said. 
Hesitantly, I put the receiver up to my ear. Officer Phillips picked up on the fourth ring. Hi, Officer Phillips. This is uh, Mia Tang calling from the Calavista Motel, I said. The what? The Calavista. You know, the motel where the car was stolen the other day, I said. Listen, kid, I've got a lot of work to do, he said. He sounded really annoyed to hear from me. I looked at Lupe, who nudged me to go on. I just wanted to ask if you'd looked into all those customers who left early that night. I have all their home addresses here. I can give them to you right now if you like, I said. Listen, will you just let us do our jobs, kid, he said. We already have a strong lead. Oh, you mean Hank? I said, he didn't do it. How many times did I have to keep saying it? And by the way, did you know you guys got him fired from his job? He recently got fired from his job. Officer Phillips' voice perked up. That explains why he needed the money. No, you guys got him fired. His boss saw you guys asking him questions and fired him. I told him, I told him, now he doesn't have a job. There was silence on the other end. I looked over at Lupe. Well, that's unfortunate, Officer Phillips said, but I'm sure there was more to it than that. I shook my head into the phone. No, there wasn't. Look, I really have work to do, he said. So that's it then? You're just going to give up? You're not even going to look into the addresses? I asked him. We're not giving up. We just have more pressing cases to deal with at the moment involving armed robbery. And what about Mr. Lawrence? What's he supposed to do? Oh, he's fine. I talked to him the other day, already filed the claim with his insurance. Gonna get his money in 30 days good thing about this case is nobody got hurt, said Officer Phillips, and with that, he hung up the phone. Yeah, nobody, except Hank. I stared at the phone in my hands. I couldn't believe that Officer Phillips. We have to call his manager. He must have a manager, I told Lupe. Lupe shook her head. It doesn't sound like this is top priority for them. Well, it should be, you'd think. What should we do? I looked down at the list of addresses. We can't go to all of these places by ourselves. Maybe the car will turn up, Lupe said. Maybe somebody will see it and put in a call. Maybe. Maybe.